you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Network on iHeartMedia. Before we begin, I want to give some thanks to our team. Thank you, Grace and Cole, for our graphics, Pepper Chambers for writing, Angelo Greco and Anna Mesa for managing our social media, Tiffany Hale for everything, Erica England for Patreon support, and our production team at Large Media. That's L-A-R-J-Media.com. Also, let me tell you what we have going on over at Patreon. Patreon is like our family where you can become a member and get access to every episode commercial-free, plus videos of inspiration from yours truly, merchandise deals, and a lot more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash hello somebody and become a member today. All proceeds from Patreon go to support the production of this podcast. Real Talk, a book of love notes for black and brown women. While there are many parts of this book that every woman at some point in her life can relate to, this book was intended to grapple with the day-to-day experiences that are unique to women of color specifically. These notes are meant to provide the inner voice of authenticity, hope, and to serve as a rally cry for you as black and brown women to never give up no matter what. Oh my God, Real Talk, a book of love notes for black and brown women was written by Rakima Glimp, and I had the pleasure of working with her on the Bernie Sanders 2020 campaign. She was the chief of human resources. I call her the chief of people, and she did that thing. So let's take a journey with her and have some real talk. Glad to be with my dear, dear, dear friend, Rakima Glyph, which I never, ever said her last name before until just now. And you were known, we came to know each other on the Sanders campaign. I will say that that campaign has brought some really good people together. 
And I consider you one of those really good people. And in your capacity, you were you were the chief of people. I mean, that's what I how I thought of you. Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, I think I share the same love for you also uh, because you know campaign life was hard. It's the first time I'd ever had to do it, but I'm pretty sure that many of us would not have gotten through that without you. So uh, that is that is just sending you some love as right along as well. You did a wonderful job. That, I think that was indeed the hardest job. Uh, on the campaign and you did it with such flair and love and that that I mean you have an emotional quotient you you have a you you're intelligent but as you know from me I care very much about people's intelli- uh, intelligent uh, excuse me emotional quotient and you definitely have that so what what motivated you to write this book I want to start there and then we're going to talk about the various experiences you've had throughout your career what you're up to right now but what made you uh, decide to write this book. You talk about it in the intro. So, you know, this book, this book was an emotional book. It was a passion project, but it got really emotional for me when I started writing it. Um, I think some of this was in, in works for many years uh, from the time that I was, you know, struggling as a little girl trying to come up all, you know, all the way through my career. Um, and I think it became, I think, really highlighted as I started working. Um, because I realized, you know, even as a, as a young person, I didn't hear a lot of feedback. Right. It was just keep your head down, get the work done, get the work done. Um, and even once you started your career, you start to hear a lot of the same things. Just keep your head down, get the work done and let the, the work speak for itself. And, and a lot of people hear me say that often. Um, but I think the bigger part of this book that really resonated with me was thinking about how many black women, how many brown women never, ever get to hear someone say, says it's going to be all right. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna get through this today. You get to ch- you get a chance to start over tomorrow. Um, and through my career, you know, a lot of the the work that I got a chance to do is a lot of mentor based stuff. A lot of holding. A lot of you know thinking about wellness. A lot of making sure that folks uh, are feeling grounded in the work that they're doing. Are feeling grounded in their lives. And at some point in my career, I realized that. Now, people are bringing their whole selves to these experiences. This is not just a transactional experience where it's just a showing up to get the work done, right? Which is what I was saying earlier on, uh, you know, but this is about bringing our whole selves. And, and from the point that we realize that, you know, even, even us as black women, as brown women, we also need to hear that feedback. We also need to know that it's going to be okay. We also need to hear that we are excellent and that we are doing a great job. And, you know, one day I just got sick and tired of, of waiting for that, that sound, of waiting to hear someone say that to me. And I said, you know what? We can say that to ourselves. You know, I wish that there were more people who, who said these things. But because there are not, maybe I need to write this book to let everybody know that I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about everybody. And I'm going to be thinking about, you know, black women and, and brown women uh, for an eternity because, you know, first and foremost, I'm a black woman. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to really dig all the way back to the things that I wish someone had said to me. You know, in your introduction, you uh, you talk about how you understand that. Well, let me just take it from what you said. You said, lastly, understand that I know that more than likely you'll be bombarded mentally and emotionally by thoughts of shame. Our negative core beliefs and passages personified. They are the internal dialogues running through our mind that enhance feelings of worthlessness and powerlessness, as well as a lack of emotional safety or trust. The shadows of shame demand perfection, 
perpetually proclaiming that we are not enough. They whisper that we are powerless and weak. They discourage us from continuing to try. They tell us our needs are not as important as others. They encourage us to put on a mask to hide how we feel about ourselves. Sometimes they urge us to act out regardless of the consequences. All this separates us from connection, love, and compassion. The good news is that you are not your shadows. You, my friend, are a being of light. You are absolutely worthy of love. And to help you stand firm in that light, this book of love letters was created just for you. Oh, my God. So let's talk about that. You know, I did have the opportunity to to interview another author that wrote a book similar to, to this one, uh, I think, in terms of themes. And that author is Jennifer Farmer, who you know, Sister Jennifer Farmer. And uh, she wrote a book titled First and Only a Black Woman's Guide to Thriving at Work and in Life. And it was just it's beautiful. And her both her introduction to her book and the first chapter is similar to those two paragraphs that you end your introduction. So what is it about what you were thinking about in those moments that made you really laser focus in on the mental needs of black women, black and brown women? Yeah, yeah. Because I looked around and I said, well, what are the issues that I've grappled with my entire career? What are the issues that, you know, as I was growing up as a young girl, you know, what were the things that made it hard for me to dream big? They were, you know, the fact that I didn't see people who look like me doing the things I wanted to dream about. Um, They were the constant looking around and seeing everything about the world telling me that I wasn't enough or that I wasn't going to make it. You know, it was every time I had a big dream, somebody was telling me about how hard it was going to be instead of it being, it'll be as hard as you make it. Right. Um, And I mean, the truth be told is that, you know, even at work, I found myself thinking, well, let me reflect on what work has even felt like over time. It's felt like nobody telling me that I'm enough and that I've done a good job. It's actually felt like me fighting for the right compensation for me fighting for the right title. And I remember thinking, well, why do I have to fight? I'm sitting here with master's degrees. I'm sitting here with experience. I'm sitting here with all the, the might to care about your organization. I got compassion. I got commitment. And, and I realized, no, Rakeem, it's not always about that, though. We're, this, is, this is a different ballgame here. Um, and so, you know, instead of immediately going to myself and saying, well, it's because you ain't working hard enough. You're not doing enough. I said to myself, no, you're doing enough. It's just a lot going out out here in these streets. And you're going to have to learn to navigate this stuff. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to become your worst enemy. You're not going to start to echo, be an echo chamber for everybody else's negativity. And you are not going to be the monsters that kept you up late at night as a kid. You are enough. You can do these things and you will prevail. And other young ladies and other girls, they need to see this. They need to see it from you. Um, You know, I was thinking about that even earlier today. My son tells everybody he can do whatever he wants to do in this world. And it's because his mama said so. Right. Come and I know now. that some of that is also because he's watching it. He's bearing witness to amazing yeah, people man. around us all who were doing things that we could only dream about. And I told him, right. I said, listen, don't just do what you see me and other people do. Do better. Do more. Mm-hmm. Because that's what dreams that's are right. for is to lead you into the next wave. Right. Be better than the rest of us. So I think that that's where it was coming from. 
uh, was just wanting to make sure that like, you know, as I, as I realized that black and brown women deal with imposter syndrome more than most, maybe more than anybody, um, I needed to call that out that. and to say, look, don't be your enemy. You can be your, you can be your champion and you can be, uh, you can win this thing too. Uh, even when people don't stand behind you or say that they believe you out loud, you got your back, right? And you'll be just, you'll be just fine. You'll be all right. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah, amen to that. Well, we all need to take a page from your baby boy. I can do it because mama says so. <laughs> Mama's right. got the final right. word, you know? I mean, it's just... Uh, that's a beautiful thing. So you have a new venture uh, working with, with, with children with young, or young people, I should say. So, so talk to us about that and, 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 and what made you start this path and, and, and how is it going? That's right. That's right. So I think, as you know, I also run an LLC that sort of works with movement groups. And that gave me an opportunity yes. to consistently do the executive coaching work that focuses on wellness with you know, senior executives, right? Your management level, your executive directors. Um, but, you know, maybe a year ago when the campaign suspended, I started thinking about running for, for office myself. And I said, you know what, Rakimi, you never thought about it because you didn't even know it was possible. Nobody told you that that was a thing. And now you've, you've, you've met S&T. <laughs> you've seen the, the beauty that can happen when people who have conviction and who have been through some things have a seat at the table, you know? Come and on. I kept saying, well, maybe that's my dream now too. Who, who knows what can happen? But I, I decided to go to Barbados with my little guy. Uh, I don't know if you, you knew you that. You know but... I'm jealous of that. I mean, <laughs> you, you were there for months texting me from time to time work, that's right. working from that's right. Barbados sand and water outside your window but, but go that's ahead right. I'm that's sorry right. I digressed that's right and we went to Barbados because we needed to make sure our own wellness was okay my son was he was grappling with a lot going on when you know at the height of the social unrest here the civil unrest here um, and as a young black boy it meant a lot to him and he went through a lot behind the, the images and and what he was thinking about his own future and how that would impact him 
Uh, and then I needed to go get my head clear. So I went to Barbados to think, all right, what's next for you? You keep dreaming about running for office, but you never had that dream a day in your life. Is that really what you want to do? Uh, and I realized by the time we got back in January, I said, you know, actually, not right now, not right now. My son is, he's, you know, he, he needs me still. He needs more of my time um, as a single mom, um, especially in this environment. And I said, but I got a civic bug and I need to do something with this because the campaign has ignited something I didn't even know existed, right? So here I am, I can't ignore it. Um, and I said, you know what, actually my bigger bone to pick is the fact that I believe that mental health and wellness is a challenge in our community because of agency. Because I believe that a lot of us, we don't realize what level of agency we may or may not have. Um, and I think a lot of that starts with, with civic activation and engagement. And so I sort of went down this, this rabbit hole of looking at my own kids saying, well, why does Malik think he can be and do whatever he wants to do? And, and why does he think he can be that Because mama way? says so. That's right. But I thought about his exposure and I thought, you know, this is a guy who used to ride a scooter through the campaign hallways. You know, this is a guy who, as I was learning about what these states do and, and how amazing these organizers are, uh, he was right there along for the journey, you know. And so I found myself thinking, actually, the difference between Malik and a lot of his peers is that he has had a level of exposure and education to what this experience can look like that now even he said maybe one day he's going to run for president. And I said, you know what, that's it. Go ahead. At the third grade level, they start to comprehend. They start to understand this kind of stuff. And one of the things I think is going wrong in our community is that not too many of us have actually been explained. They, they've not been trained up to believe that, you know, you need to know what these offices are. You need to know what these, these positions do. Like, I didn't even know what a primary was at the age of 18. But had I known, maybe I would have voted just differently. Maybe I would have taken it more seriously. And I think about, you know, what if they knew what a mayor did? What if they knew what the Congress did? What if they knew what the superintendents did or the Board of Education executive director did? Would they aspire to go for those roles too? Would they think twice about how they're voting and who they're voting for if they knew more about the decision-making authority these people had? And I started thinking about the decision all these realms make and thinking about how several bad decisions has an opportunity to really, really hurt a person's sense of wellness and well-being. And I believe that the black and brown community and specifically black community has been hurt and impacted deeply by, by, you know, by these folks remaining in power. So I wanna teach the babies. I wanna to go to the K through 12 system. I need these third graders to go register our 12th graders to vote. And I, you know, I was saying the Hello. other day, I said, listen, who's gonna turn away a third grader? We can't even tell them no to, to, you know, to, to Girl Scout cookies. How are we gonna tell them no to register and to vote? <laughs> So I want to focus on the baby shall lead them, you know, <laughs> the right. baby shall lead them to the ballot box, baby. That's what we doing. That's oh, right. my God. That's I right. love, love, love that. So, so, yeah. So I want to work on that civic and I'm not calling it civic engagement. I'm calling it civic activation uh, because I Come need on. them activated and ready to go. I'm tired of the reactionary. I want to be proactive this time out moving forward. And then, you know, want to work on some food scarcity stuff. You know, I was flashback and yeah. thinking about all the reasons why I didn't feel like I could dream big. Well, that was because from day to day, I was dreaming about not eating a ketchup sandwich every day as a kid. And so when you think about those kinds of reality, you know, for a little girl coming from the projects, you realize food scarcity plays a role in what we decide to believe we can do and, and what we decide to dream about, you know. Um, and so I want to work on food scarcity. I want to go back to the, you know, the education system and figure out why did they water down civics? 
why, why did they water down civics and why are they trying to make sure, you know, that we are not going to have that well-rounded kind of education around civics the way that I think if we did, we'd be more activated as a community. Um, so I want to go back and figure out how we start to make impact on legislation to try and make sure that civic engagement is taught in the schools and taught at the right level, uh, both for comprehension and also uh, for the, the breadth and depth that we need as they get older. So lots of different things, but yeah, that, that's that's the newest venture. No, I love it. I know the last time we talked, you were planning to run for Congress. I, this is breaking news on Hello Somebody. Rakima <laughs> is about to get the babies to lead them. That's right. Hello Somebody. No, I, I love it because you're pouring into them at such a young age so that by the time they are in high school, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And by the time they're in their 20s and 30s, they will be thoroughly steeped That's right. In, That's right. In, in thoughts and ideas that they would not have otherwise had but for the exposure that you're giving to them. You know, you're making me think about when you talk about, you know, you were just sharing a little bit about your life and the ketchup sandwich. We, we can't, you know, I want to go back to the ketchup sandwich because you're bringing up a really good point. And it just makes me think of Maslow's hierarchy of need. I don't know why I'm stuck on his hierarchy as of late. <laughs> But it's it's true. I mean, if you don't if you don't have your physiological needs at the base of that triangle taken care of, you can't go to the next and to the next and to the next. And ultimately, at the pinnacle of that triangle is self actualization. So you will never get to self actualization if you're eating ketchup sandwiches every every night. You're just trying to survive. And you are really on to something, uh, Rakeem. And see, you are. You are the chief of people. Now you're doing the little people. So that when they're big people, they're going to be all right. And I, 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 I love it so very much. Another thing you made me think of is in James Baldwin's book. And he written many, he's written, he has written many books. But one of my favorites is The Fire Next Time, his letter to his nephew, mm. And he talks about you were born where you were born in place where you were placed for no other reason but that you are black. You know, so we could say that you were born where you were born in place where you were placed because you're brown, or you were born where you were born in place where you were placed because you're poor. There is a connection between caste and class. And basically, to me, what you are doing is that you're taking your life experience and you're turning it into something that is beautiful to help build and pour into our children. And, but for your vision, I mean, Barbados did something for you, that spirit, that water, (laughs) that sand brought you back here even more on fire for the journey that I believe that the creator of this universe has you on. And this is just the beginning. It's certainly not the end. Ain't that the truth? If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. 
Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree. Malik and I definitely had that conversation and we said, you know, there's something healing about that place. Um, and one of the things we hope to be able to do is to bring, you know, remote wellness retreats to places like Barbados, because I tell you one thing, that water washed over us and it was like nothing ever happened. Uh, and I'm grateful to have been able to get, you know, get another start, a jump start, if you will, um, into a place of clarity um, and, and to get emotionally centered around the things that matter most. Um, and so I hear you loud and clear on that self-actualization. I mean, it's something, it's funny you brought that up because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I say, listen, we're all on this big journey called life. But what we need to be doing is making sure that those basic necessities are met because without that, it's very difficult to focus on the next move. That's you exactly know, I mean, right. even when I'm thinking about that nonprofit, one of the things I was talking to a comrade about was, you know, I also can't ignore the fact that I want to go into the schools to figure out you know, how we diversify counselors in these schools. You know, from the time my child was three years old to the time I pulled him out for homeschool, his wellness and well-being was at stake all along because of the, the, the corporal punishment he was, in, you know, enduring because he's an activated child, you know. Yes. Uh, he's bored and he wants to learn everything, but that wasn't something that was treated the way that I think it needed to and nurtured in the right ways. Um, and so, you know, I can't help but think about what happens behind closed doors and how do we train people and, and how do we bring these teachers aides back into the room, uh, and that we diversify them. Even if I've got to put my HR hat on for the board of education, I'm ready. <laughs> yes, you are. You, know? you are. And then you the, are the last there. part is around yeah. parents. Yeah. Um, you know, I keep saying parents united 3.0 because, you know, another part of this is, you know, decisions parents have to make because of bad employer policies and bad benefits you know, I can't believe how many parents are struggling because they need to take time off because the kids are struggling, but they can't. And so if as a parent, we can't prioritize the children, well, how do they gain a sense of worthiness? That's how right. do they start to really think about their abilities in the world when it starts at home? It starts with, you know, the folks who, who have started them off in life. Um, and so I don't want to forget those guys either, because I think that it's, that's a necessary part of a fuller picture. I mean, there's a intersect, you know, our our word intersectionality. That there is an intersectionality between uh, parents' well-being and that of their children. I, that's why I never understood the safety net system that says that you're going to give X number of dollars to help feed the child or make sure that the child has health care, just using that as an example, but you're going to leave out the parent. This doesn't make sense. The parent has to take care of the child. And we do need a more of a That's holistic right. approach in this society 
that woke that recognizes humanity and beyond that also Rakima, one of the things I, I struggle with and have a, a, a deep problem with and, and we that was really you know going back to our campaign and our work to help a a a visionary get elected who actually understood that the poor the working poor and the barely middle class deserve better than what they are getting is to deal with paid family medical leave is to deal right. with uh, the fact that uh, we need medicare for all i mean we're those are the quality of life things that you're talking about so that parents will have the opportunity to be able to pour into their children. And there's just something, there's an undercurrent in this country that you you come to understand when you are born and then if you are of color, it's in a deeper way. But this this understanding is this, that those who have more wealth are more worthy and those yeah. who are poor are less worthy. And so to have parents have to string together two and three and four jobs just to make ends meet. That's so while right. they may be prepared be able to provide barely for the physiological needs of their children and of, of their household, barely the psychological right. needs, the spiritual needs are left wanting. Right. And that really is the other side of what makes a, a child and a person uh, be able to thrive in life. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. I'm glad that you're out there, and I'm glad that you had that that the vision touch you when you were in Barbados. I want to switch very quickly back to your book in our final moments. What is it that you want black and brown women uh, to know? <clears throat> what would be your message if there was another woman right here with us and they said, Rakima, tell me about about this this." book, I mean, and, and how this book can inform my life for the rest of my life, because I would imagine, for me reading this, I, I think this is the type of book that I would revisit often throughout the year, and there are many books like that, and I count this among that, that type of book. What, what would you say to a, a woman who was struggling to find herself, and how your book, Real Talk, a, a book of love notes for black and brown women, could help them uh, throughout their journey and where oh where do they pick up a copy of this fantastic book yeah absolutely no I appreciate that I mean what I tell them is don't give up never give up um you know this world is hard I'm not gonna lie it's hard it's hard being a parent it's hard being who you are it's hard being all the identities that you identify with uh but all I think the it's things all worth something I love when you That's say right, all the all things all the things and there are little girls that are watching us. I don't care what identity that they identify with. There are little girls that are watching and thinking to themselves, um, you know, maybe one day they want to be like you, S&T. Maybe one day they want to be like, you know, me. Maybe they just want to be. Um, and so just don't ever give up. And remember that this world is so much bigger than just us. It is about all of us. And there are always people watching and, and hoping that somehow, some way, we'll show them something different. Um, I think in terms of the book, look, all of the pieces in here, I, I mean, it took me all the way back to thinking about all the types of sisters out there. And I didn't want to leave nobody out in a book like this. Uh, but I tell them, look, read it, because at some point in our life's journey, we become all of these pieces. And if we don't become all of these pieces, we got sisters who are in these pieces and we got friends who become a part of these pieces. Uh, and if it isn't, you know, something in here that, that resonates with you, it will be certainly something that can capture and help someone else. Uh, and so, you know, in my mind, this is not just about the individual. It's also about how we can also pay it forward um, to other sisters out there. Because uh, I tell you one thing, I read this thing religiously and I find myself giving it to people 
all the time, even on the streets, I'm saying things to folks because really it's about paying it forward and passing it forward to make sure that as a, as a, as a group, we can continue to thrive. Um, you know, we, this, this book is all over the place. It's Barnes and Nobles, it's Amazon, it's all over the place. Uh, and I'm, I've even been sending out free copies to those that need it, that can't afford to get it. Uh, and so I am absolutely uh, interested in doing that because the name of the game was never to get rich. The name of the game was to put this in the hands of every single uh, woman out there that needed it and that could use it and that would thrive with it. Uh, and so, and so that, and so here we are. Well, you are a generous, compassionate spirit. And I'm so glad that you're using your gifts to not only lift up women, but also our children uh, so that they can live out their greatest greatness in ways that they may have never dreamed of, but for being exposed to you and others that you will bring into the circle to pour into them. You are a gift and you are a blessing. You are a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant young woman. And the best is just, the best is yet to come. You are just getting started and I love you very much. I want people to go to your, what's your website? Uh, it's rakimaglimp.com. Rakimaglimp.com. And we will definitely put that in our show notes. Sister Rakima, it was such a pleasure to be with you today on Hello Somebody. Thank you all for having me. Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And and my choking spell that you're going to have to clean up. I'm like, oh my God, I got to tickle my Did you see me throat. look over in the camera? I'm like, oh, you have to go. Like, I'm choking, I'm choking. <laughs> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.